This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Amazon caging workers? 246 Nicoles. Family-friendly Bourbon Street. Cubs that share a birthday with Dave. Rick's brush with people on airplanes, famous people. And, ugh, come on, this is a big one. <laughs> this is huge. Uh, we have... Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch is our our celebrity minutia guest. Robbie Rist. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Another episode of Minutia Men with your good buddies Rick and Dave. Right now. How you doing? Ah, uh, Rick. Once I turn 55, I'm a little creaky in the morning. Can you hear that? Can you hear my neck kind of crack a little bit? So Dave Stern is now... Double knuckles, uh, baby. A 55-year-old man. Yes. Uh, same age as me. Mm-hmm. And we are still going strong together, combined 110 years old. Exactly. That, that means 110 years of experience that uh, you're listening to right now. Yeah, but... I would say easily 30 of those are exactly the same experiences. So what? But, yeah. So uh, what? I mean, we can we can sing in harmony. We can sing in harmony. We can talk about being bullied. We, wait, wait, that never happened to me. Allergies. We can talk about yeah, allergies uh-huh, and, uh, uh-huh. and and gout, although you're the only yeah. gout. You know, I'm just, over, I'm just coming over a uh, gout uh, episode this past week. Well, you've been yeah. standing a lot making sausages, right? Well, no. Talk? Okay. So sausage making is tonight. Okay. So we're making 300 pounds of sausage tonight, and we've got a big festival coming up here at Green White Soccer Club, mm-hmm. my club, where uh, uh, we call it Socktoberfest. <laughs> That's clever. <laughs> we sell sausages. We have a Warsteiner beer truck mm-hmm. out there, and then soccer games. So we have 20 teams, uh, 20 Green White teams, and they're all playing, uh, and you know we have various we have we have six fields and last year yeah. i took the girls yeah and i saw two guys fight on the soccer field oh that happens all the time <laughs> it yeah. was it was like aren't, isn't this like a rec league or something well no no well, no this is like a you know uh it's an am- it's amateur soccer. Well, right. Yeah. They're not getting paid to play. Right. Uh, right. But these two guys were going at it, and there well, was some hardcore. salty language. Are you guys coming out this weekend? I think we are. Yeah. All right, good. Uh, Dane said he might come out, yeah, too. Yeah, he's, so. he's taking the girls as well. Yeah, I think we're going to go, I think, middle of Saturday. Okay. 3 o'clock or so. I'm uh, on the clock from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. every day. So You wore your later hosen last year, didn't you? Yes, I think I did. Are you going to? No. You're not whipping out no, later on? No. Uh, um, well, I will be looking forward to that. Yeah. And so, now, so you were telling me that uh, you've been doing some research into being fifty-five. Yes. Um, again, my birthday was yesterday, and as you know, Rick, when you get a little older, your yeah. body changes a little <laughs> yeah. bit. I haven't noticed that. Have really? you noticed that no. a little bit? Um, so, I researched different things that happen once you hit fifty-five. Like, um, you sweat less. Yeah, you know what? That's have you noticed good, that? Yeah, that's you, a good point. You, do, you, you sweat less because yeah. you, you have less water in your body, so you huh. sweat less. Huh. That's uh, a good thing. Yeah, that, yeah. we'll put that in the yeah. positive category. Okay. All right? um, Is that going to be the only thing in the positive category? No. Okay. There, I think there's one other thing. Um, you're less buff. <laughs> granted, granted well, what you, that's. Uh, muscle mass in both uh, men and women decline once they hit their early to mid 50s yeah but uh, I, I just started working out so I, my muscle mass is increasing 
I think we'll say that that is the tallest midget in the circus muscle mass. <laughs> okay, right? well, okay, maybe. Uh, your brain actually shrinks. You lose 50,000 neurons per day, uh, basically, at 50. So it's not the uh, heavy alcohol and drug no. use. Um, so you, that's why people our age forget things. Okay. Um, also, your brain is smaller. See what I did there? It's like I forgot that. Right? Well, that was uh, funny, wasn't uh, it? That's funny. Um, you catch fewer colds. Because yeah, I haven't been sick in a long time. Um, you have less taste, especially if you do a podcast called Minutia Men. <laughs> uh, but now, generally speaking, your um, taste buds. Which is why I need spicier and spicier foods now. That makes sense. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Um, you don't hear so well as we talked about. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, you get happier, presumably. That, that didn't okay. necessarily happen. Waiting for that. Yeah. Um, now, also, other parts of your body change, too. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, you're talking about below the waist? Yes. Uh, your pubic hair becomes thinner and yeah. gray. Mine is not gray yet. Has it become thinner? You know, I don't think so. All right. Well, when it does, um, yeah. the Balding Handbook, Five Stages of Grieving for Your Hair Loss, <laughs> has great pubic hair comb-overs in there. Uh, 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 right. well, no, I, I prefer parting it in the middle. <laughs> so, you've got a, so you've got yeah. like a 70s vibe there. Uh, yeah, it's like a David Cassidy look. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of David Cassidy. Yeah. Oh, right. Hey, later on in the show, we should have teased this at the outset. Mm -hmm. We've got Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch coming on this show as our celebrity minutia right. guest. And the Partridge family came up in the conversation. Yes, that's right. Um, so, Dave, how do you know what's going to come up in the conversation? Well, we taped the interview yeah. before. Yeah. All right. Um, Ruin the magic. Your penis size. Yeah. I think it's bigger, large. Bigger. Well, gets larger or smaller. What do you think? Let's go bigger. Go <laughs> okay, bigger. it's not. Damn. It, uh, the actual size probably hasn't changed. Okay. But your perception of it getting smaller is because as your belly gets bigger. <laughs> what? No, that's not happening. <laughs> uh, uh, and as, as there's more fat on the pubic bone. Yeah. Mr. Happy gets a little, gets a little it's smaller. So, it, but it, but it is, it's not, it hasn't changed. Uh, it just looks smaller. Again, the smallest midget or the tallest midget okay. in the circus. And finally, your shape of your penis gets a little bit more curved. Oh, I had, hadn't noticed that. Oh, and one other thing. Yeah. Testicles. Dropping? Yeah. They're dropping yeah. and they're getting smaller, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're yeah. just in the way anyway, right. aren't they? And because of my belly, I haven't seen them in years. Right. So, so how do I know? <laughs> okay. All right. So there you go. And well, geez, do we need to do any minutia no, now after no. all this? We've got testicles, penis, and cousin Oliver. I think that that's a, yeah, that's well, a show that well, anybody would be proud of. Well, I, we do have some minutia we need to cover. Let's uh, let's do that. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals, Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. Okay, let's uh, let's do um, let's quickly go through some of our minutia. So now you've all, you've heard the alleged stories about the workplace conditions at Amazon. Yes, right. You know, yes, you've heard about the peeing in trash cans because yep. they're not given bathroom breaks and the constant surveillance and actually giving their left testicles to Lord Master Jeff Be Bez Bezos. Right, exactly. Um, but this story now those are all alleged stories, right? right? This one is irrefutable. Amazon's patent for caging workers was bad idea, executive admits. <laughs> now, this is real. I saw this. Yeah. this is, they, they put in a patent for a workplace cage. cage to cage the workers, actually. Yeah. Uh, Amazon, which has come under fire for treating warehouse workers as robots, is now deflecting criticism for a 2016 patent that proposed to house workers in cages. Now, in their defense... 
allegedly <laughs> these cages were made to protect the workers from stuff falling on them okay. from the shelf. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so they um, they could produce these. So here's my thinking on Amazon. Yeah. I, I'm I'm thinking that they are embracing this cartoonish version of evil, evil. empire. Mm-hmm to just ridiculous levels so it, you know and they, and i'm not going to tell them how to make money because they know how to make money they're worth a mm. trillion dollars mm-hmm. now but they don't know how to do this evil empire thing quite well enough so i've got a couple of tips for oh them. good all okay. right one is everybody in management needs to grow a snidely whiplash mustache i was thinking natasha and uh and boris yeah i was boris. thinking boris thing but okay, okay. good um i also think that the amazon competitors that they crushed they need to now be actually tied onto train tracks. <laughs> okay, good, good. good. Um, also, every Amazon executive required to have a cat that they stroke menacingly on <laughs> okay, their good, laps. Good, good. Uh, Amazon employees have to wear all black T-shirts that say "Amazon Goon" <laughs> in all white letters. <laughs> okay, good. And, and wear black hats. <laughs> good, you know, good, like good. penguins guys. Sure. sure. Um, and here's the final thing: every Amazon executive must carry a cane in case he sees an old lady and wants to beat her. Okay, perfect. I think that 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 is the, in their management handbook. Good then job. you have completed the the full uh, evil empire, and they got a monologue too. <laughs> they got it. They got a monologue. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, I have uh, a story for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this all starts with a guy named Carlos Zatina. He met a woman from Holland named Nicole while he was at a bar, and she gave uh, him her phone number. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turned out to be the wrong number. This sounds like a country and uh, yeah. <laughs> a uh, country and western song. In is Sweden? Is that what you said? Well, no, this was in Canada. Canada, actually. okay. Uh, that's when Zatina Carlos yeah. got the bright idea to find every single Nicole at the University of Calgary and went in the directory there and he emailed all two hundred and forty-six of them. Uh, Carlos is a little <laughs> needy. What do you think? A little desperate, maybe, Carlos? Here's, here's what it said. Hi, this is a mass email to all Nicoles. If you don't fit this uh, description, then ignore it. And if you are the one and just don't want to talk to me, that's okay, too. <laughs> but if your name is Nicole and you're from Holland and you think Nietzsche is depressing, <laughs> then text me. And then he put his phone number in there. Yeah. So apparently that's what they were discussing. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, Nietzsche is depressing. That's Come the on. whole point. Of Nothing it. says, let's have sex, than Nietzsche. <laughs> so he was so thorough, he didn't just get... The Nicoles. He also got everyone named Nicolette and Nikki, sure. you know, just to make sure. Of course. Um, He's not stupid. But now the funny thing is the reaction of the Nicoles. Yeah. At first, I was pretty confused and didn't know what it was. Nicole Maseja, a University of Calgary employee, told BuzzFeed News. Pretty soon after that, some of the Nicoles started replying to each other. They would say stuff like, should we all say we're the real Nicole? And say, <laughs> should we do stuff like say, will the real Nicole please stand up? That sort of thing. So they formed a Facebook group, uh, Nicole from last night. These are all girls. They uh, And now they're friends. They hang out together. They're all the Nicoles at the University of Calgary. Um, and even more exciting than that is it turned out that there really was a Nicole and she really didn't mean to give him the bad number, but she wasn't part of the directory because she was an exchange student from Holland. Oh, okay. And so she found out about this Facebook group because it got covered in the news there in Calgary and it was her and she met up with Carlos and And they they dated and and it it all has a happy. Oh, this is a good feel good story. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Well, congratulations, Carlos, but 
you're pretty needy, don't you think? Yeah, well, it all turned out okay for him, so don't don't criticize. Uh, we have a winner. Oh, great. Uh, cute puppy picks. Okay. The cute puppy picks retweeted and follow, followed us. Um, and actually, I believe cute paper, cute puppy picks actually retweets and follows everybody. Ah. Uh, but uh, cute pa- puppy picks won Truffle Hunt by Brent Peterson. Great. Chug a Chug by Scott Redman. And two pounds of green white Thuringer that you'll be making. No, they did not win that. That is not available for sale. <laughs> okay. No, uh, not. And it's not Thuringer. It's Hungarian sausages. Is that the only sausage you're doing? That's what we make, Hungarian. So the German soccer club is doing Hungarian sausages. Yeah, the Hungarian sausages are better than the German sausages. Really? Yeah. I was going to say it. It's got a little spice because I'm over 55. I need a little more spice with mm-hmm. my meat now. So for you Germans, Czechoslovakia, Poland isn't good enough. You got to start going into Hungary too. Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> Whatever. Wherever the best food is. All you have to do to be like cute puppy pics is to retweet and follow us on Twitter, and uh, you can win a prize pack worth up to $25. We are available to be subscribed to from iTunes and Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Stitcher, uh, all of those. So please subscribe and um, review us, too, on iTunes as well. Yeah, we have nearly 200 five-star reviews on iTunes, so uh, some people like us. All right, Dave. One last one. Rick, what is one of your favorite cities on earth? Uh, other than Chicago, my favorite city in America is New Orleans. Excuse me? What would you say? New Orleans. Really? Yeah. This this story comes out courtesy of the Los Angeles Times, and it's about your favorite city, New Orleans. Oh. T- beads, tell. Headline, Beads, Booze, and Babies? New Orleans French Quarter debates whether to become more family friendly. No, I vote no. The French Quarter is not the first place many Americans think as a family tourist destination. For more than a century, it has offered a more risque kind of leisure, right? (laughs) Yes. A nightly spectacle of jaunty Mardi Gras kings, burlesque dancers, jazz musicians, and so forth. Um, But the governor, uh, Louisiana Lieutenant Governor, actually, Billy... Nunja, sir, wants to create more of a family-friendly atmosphere. Oh, this would be the biggest mistake ever. To attract more visitors. We don't want to attract only people who want to drink daiquiris and go to a strip club. We want to attract families from all over the world. Okay, families, here's my... New Orleans is a great place to go. Uh, Families, if you want to go to Bourbon Street, go, you know, in the middle of the afternoon. It's perfectly fine, all right? Everyone else... Who wants their penis-shaped daiquiri glass? Yeah, come at night. Come, it, come if after you. Five uh, it, but here's the thing: it, it, you could, the word cannot get out that those beads that uh, women earn mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are only worth about ninety-nine cents. <laughs> if that if that information gets out there, they're not going to take their tops off anymore. And then right. and then why even live? Right, right, exactly. They're going to devalue the value of the. That's of the bead, right? And it's not going to be worth anything. So, and what am I supposed to do with my? I apologize for all the bad decisions I'm about to make tonight. T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nunja sir put an emphasis on reducing crime in the French Quarter, envisioning more streetlights and surveillance cameras. Listen, a clampdown and panhandling, and a park ranger on every corner. That's a terrible idea. What is the name of the Yogi Bear park ranger? 
Is it Ranger uh, Ra- Jones? Uh, Ranger Smith. The Ranger Smith. Yes. So you got a Ranger Smith on every corner. <laughs> That's it's, a terrible right. idea. Hey, boo-boo. Show me your tits. That's my yogi. <laughs> there. There. So um, out here comes a picnic basket. <laughs> so um, if you want to go to New Orleans while it's still fun, yeah. you better go before this lieutenant governor gets his hands on it. All right. Well, it better not happen. Uh, time for a discussion about our favorite team, the Cubs. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century. With Rick and Dave. All right. So I'm a little nervous mm-hmm. about the Cubs. Oh, little, little nervous. Uh, but uh, today I want to make this Cubs feature all about you, Dave, oh, thank you. because you just turned 55. It's your birthday. And there have been, uh, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six Cubs that have been born, that were born on the same day as you. All right, not the, the same, day, not no. the year. Okay, no, have the same birthday as you. All right, you get to pick which one you'd like to hear about. And they all have nicknames. Of you ready? Sure. Would you like to hear about the peerless leaders? Backup, the local boy, Bud, Bruce, Bubba, or John. Well, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty big guy, and I like to mix it up. Let's do Bruce. Okay, where's Bruce here? That's uh, Bud. Uh, it's Bubba. Uh, here we go. Bruce. Ralph Hamner. Okay. He played for the Cubs between 1947 and 1949. Hamner came up to the big leagues after the war because of the interruption in his playing time. He was already 29 years old. So, mm-hmm. like you, mm-hmm. he's an older gentleman. <laughs> yeah. They called him Bruce because he was a bruiser. He had flashes of brilliance pitching seven complete games, but he was a pitcher. But in 220 career innings, he allowed, are you ready for this? 368 base runs. (laughs) That's not a good win. That is almost two an inning. That's not good. That's very bad. Um, But he was born on September 12th, just like our dear friend Dave. He was born in 1916. Okay, a little older than I am. Yeah, just a little bit. All right. Uh, let's go to our uh, f- final feature here. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the jar, pulls out a name, and uh, has to. And I have to tell the story of having met that person. Um, Airport. Planes. That's not a name of a person. Airplanes. What's that? Oh, okay. That, my thinking on that is just those are people that I've met on airplanes or in airports. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, all right. I, 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 I've got one. Actually, I've got. Oh, do you? Yeah. You want to hear mine? Yeah. Poison. The band Poison. Really? Uh, I flew from uh, L.A. to Chicago in like 19. It was when I was working for Kinko's. And I was at their home office in Ojai, or Ventura, California. And I flew from L.A to chicago and there was these four guys with hair up to the ceiling uh-huh. right? and they had guitars this is during their heyday oh t- totally and they were right there and actually i've got a brett michael story because uh-huh. i because the flight was so f- i mean now we animated yeah you, you, you are me how uh because the flight was so full my bags had to be in the back right uh-huh and i was sitting in the front and so i had to walk in first class dave only flies first class <laughs> no, uh, so i had to go back well i had to go against the traffic if yeah, you will sure. into the in, and i want and brett michaels made his way 
or he, him and I don't know the other ones, yeah. kind of let me go through. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's really the story, but... Uh, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, and I we nodded. I don't think we said anything. Maybe okay. I said thanks or whatever. But that's, I knew who he was being a radio DJ. Everybody knew. I think Brent. that's a better story than mine. Because <clears throat> so, mine are... The reason I put airplanes in there is because the, the celebrities themselves, you may not know who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, uh, Greg Jarrett. The media guy, right? Or, he was the morning man at WGN for years. Um, and I didn't really know him. I met him once. I think I interviewed him for one of my you know, publications mm-hmm. that I wrote for at that time. Um, I met him on an airplane coming back from South Africa Ooh, that's good to uh, Holland. And he happened to be sitting right in front of me. And, you know, he went to put his suitcase yeah. in the uh, overhead and looked over and said, Rick Kempfer, how are you? Yeah. And we talked uh, the whole way back. It was fun. Well, he so was I, in the he was in the row ahead of you. The row in front of me. Yeah, uh, that's pretty annoying for people around you, right? If you're talking to the guy in front of. Well, uh, it was his fan, his wife and and uh, his wife and son were, okay. in, and my right. uh, brother and sister were in the same row as me. So it was it wasn't that bad, okay. um, and it was fun to be able to talk with him. And and we we got stranded in Amsterdam because the, our flight was canceled back to Chicago. So we hung out in Amsterdam too, which was. You guys fun. got a couple of hookers. You well, you, I'm just saying. You, you know, for Nicole, I didn't know in... the guy, and by the time we got back to Chicago, I feel oh. like I knew him really well. Are you keeping in touch with him since? Yeah, well, through Facebook and stuff. Can he be a celebrity sure. minutier sure, guy? Absolutely. All right, yeah, well, uh, also, uh, Doug James is another uh, Chicago radio person. He was the morning guy at Jammin' Oldies, and he mm. was the morning guy at uh, Wee FM. He's a voiceover artist. And he does a lot of commercials and stuff. If you saw him, you'd recognize him. His voice is on everything. He's He made a fortune as a voiceover artist. Well, uh, Bridget and I were flying down to uh, Florida for a wedding, and, you know, with their three seats, mm-hmm. he was the third seat. Oh, really? He was on the same, mm-hmm. he was on the aisle, I was on the window, and so we chatted all the way down to Florida, which I thought that was interesting. Um, I'll just go do a couple of quick ones that we saw in airports. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Blaze was a Top Chef winner. We saw him in New Orleans in the airport. Mm-hmm. Also, Bruce Hornsby. Oh, and the rain. Were the rain yes, there, too? I only saw Bruce uh, Hornsby. who's a really tall guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that he was. Uh, we saw him at an airport. Mm-hmm. And Cardinal Bernadine we saw at uh, O'Hare Airport. Was he wearing the big hat? He was wearing the whole uh, the whole. Did does he wear the big hat? No, no. He was wearing the little the beanie. The, the yarmulke. The, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. When do they wear the big hat? Just for a special. For, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think that's just for, you know, big days. It wasn't a big day. Do you remember when Jason Beret's career started to go south for the White Sox? Yeah. Um, we flew back from Boston with him on Southwest. And he was like, you know how you. You know, do you have to say any more about his career? And he was <laughs> flying back on Southwest. And he was like C-17. You know, you know how you, you know how they populate in the beginning, you know, yeah. by priority i was like a b11 yeah. he was like a c17 yeah so yeah Chase hey, I don't want to brag yeah. all right so this is this exciting. is big this is big everyone's sitting down yeah all right here we go uh let's uh play the audio and then bring in cousin Our oliver special guest from the brady bunch time now for the celebrity minutia minute hey you got a minute celebrity minutia minute with rick and dave okay joining us on the phone is our guest for this week uh ladies and gentlemen robbie wrist yay <laughs> <laughs> proud roar now 
Why don't you tell everybody how it is that we know who you are, Robbie? I think because you saw me on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, wait, the... let me think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you I all... don't know. It depends. I don't really know why you guys, because it's always something slightly different. But it's either the Brady thing or it's the turtle thing. Well. Or uh, sometimes it's the Doc McStuffins thing. But occasionally it's the Iron Eagle thing. Sometimes it's the kids' video <laughs> thing. Some, so... You know, I don't know. How the hell did you go? What? What? what well, we've actually st- we've actually stolen out. we've actually stolen your identity, and we've been charging <laughs> we've been charging your credit cards. That's how we know you. Uh, hey, enjoy. There's not a whole lot there. <laughs> well, for it's the Brady thing. I think yes. is for us. We're, we're cousin of an Oliver uh, from the Brady family, uh, the Brady okay, bunch. So you're so you're either young dork. Or your old dorks. We Which are, are you? old dorks. Yes, I just turned ah, fifty-five yesterday, okay. so we are old dorks. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and I must say, of, you are men of a certain age. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Your voice sounds exactly the same as it did when you were like seven years old. How is that possible? Kinda. It gets a little bit, yeah, because my testicles never drop. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, well, as you yeah. know, once you hit, fi- you're fifty-four. How old are you? Yeah, 54. Yeah, uh, as you know, your testicles are going to start shrinking and dropping any day now. Because uh, that's, we just well, talked about Let me tell you, earlier. when you get to be our I, age, actually, Robbie. If, if we're really having that discussion, they are dropping, but I actually think they're getting larger. It's kind of strange. Well, I you know, that's. Both, I, think... I believe. I believe metaphorically and literally. (laughs) Good for you. Because I haven't seen mine since the late 90s, I think. Oh, wow. Uh All right. So let's get into the questions because this show is called Minutia Men. So we we are uh, enthralled with the idea of minutia. And so we want to go right to some of these questions that we have for you. And my first one is, what is the number one advantage of having played Oliver and what is the number one disadvantage? Huh, you know, gosh, well, let me think. Number one advantage. Well, I mean, I worked on a job for six weeks, and here we are decades later, we're still talking about it. Right. Uh, that's pretty amazing. And, you know, the downside, I don't know. I don't think there is one. I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, what would be What would be one of the downsides? Oh, maybe that... You know, I'm I'm so recognizable that just like a lot of the Brady people, sometimes it makes it difficult to just be an actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so like, because not only am I, you know, I mean, there are people that sort of like Cynthia Nixon's, you know, though she's running Cynthia Nixon, she's running for uh, senator of uh, governor mm-hmm. of uh, New York. Um, she's been an actor. I did. A, I did like among her first gigs. We did a. Uh, after-school special called Seven Wishes of a Rich Kid <laughs> with Butterfly McQueen uh, back at, back in the 70s. And she has had a consi- – she's never been on something where you, like, by the time her face is burned in everyone's memory, she's already in her 30s and 40s with Sex and the City. Yeah. So she's always been able to just kind of sit in back and just be an actor. Right. Where, you know, that character Oliver is so vivid that – you know, I, I read for things and people are like, you know, how, how about this? You know, I, it's why I didn't get Oh God, the, the George Burns okay, movie. Sure. Yeah. I just, it was just like, I Brady kid, you know. Makes sense. Yes. Makes sense. Did so you I, ever- guess, I guess if, if there's a downside, it's that. Okay. Um, 
You said that you said the very last line in the Brady Bunch episode ever. Do you remember what it was? And can you actually do it for us, the last line? I, I think it was. I think your mom has trouble talking about sex. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't think that was it, but <laughs> yeah, right. that, would, that was an episode I wanted to see. Okay, that's that, good. That is, it, that, that is it? What was the last line? I don't know. Uh, the <laughs> last line was Cousin Oliver just saying your name. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. According oh. No, to no, Wikipedia, the, uh, Wikipedia is never the, wrong. At the end of the Orange Rabbits episode, the Cousin Oliver character goes, I think your mom has trouble talking about sex. Oh. All right, so we're going to correct Wikipedia after the show. Yeah, okay, go ahead. But Dave. that's not the last. That's not the last line of the show. Okay, so that uh, was your last line. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Well, we wanted to know what your last line was. So it was the sex line about with Florence Anderson. Is that what it is? Uh, well, that was the end of one of those la- those six episodes. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I remember. It was a long time ago. So you you only did six episodes because. Quite frankly, I I, I've, I have visions of you for like thirty episodes. That's awesome. That you you were only six episodes. Yeah, and it was weird. the last six. The, the last six. Yeah, which is ones. why I, which is why I get credit for being you know the guy who killed the show. <laughs> you know what? If you have to have something on your uh, on your resume, that's pretty good, actually. Uh, oh no! Actually, the truth of the matter, though, is if a nine-year-old kid had the power to take down a television <laughs> yeah, 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 like right. that, how good really believe, was it? Yeah. I could, I, well, I just can't believe I never got work as an industrial saboteur. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? <laughs> could, so could. one of my favorite things about the Brady Bunch is that you could tell what kind of a scene we were going to see based on the music, the instrumental theme, like when they'd mm-hmm. say, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. You knew it was, you're heading into a sad song. Uh, sad well, scene. There's, a, there's a lot of really like, okay, here's there have been a lot of television shows that have come and gone since the Brady Bunch. Yes. And uh, and uh, I don't I don't see a whole bunch of people talking about Apple's way. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't I don't see a lot of people even really talking about small wonder, really. Mm-hmm. So. There's all of these shows that have come and gone. Now, why is it that all of us are still talking about this television show? And I, I think it's a combination of things. But um, I believe that, that the themes in the show are so universal, it doesn't matter what decade they come out of, that there was always a moral story at the end. I, I really believe that South Park, uses the Brady Bunch as the model for all of their scripts. Hmm. Wow. Because, because every show of South Park ends with them going, yeah, but if you do this, this happens, and maybe you shouldn't <laughs> do that because then this happens. And, and that's exactly what Brady Bunch is. Wow. Well, it was my moral and, compass for years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I, think a lot of, I think a lot of the things, that, the themes that they talk about in the show are – are so universal even to this day that there's seven, you know, I, I was in, I was in Italy in the mid eighties and uh, apparently the show had run there and I was walking through Rome and a little crowd of kids ran up to me and started jabbering at me in Italian. And of course, you know, being a, being a pig American, I didn't understand a word they were saying. And you were rude to him too, I hope. And, and, and well, the only word I understood was Brady Bunch. Yeah. And I was like, and, and so that's insane 
because yeah. it's now jumped a culture. It's, you know, it's, I mean, it's jumped an entire language, and yet it still resonates with these kids. And it happens here. Um, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of Latino people here in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, all the time, little Mexican kids run up to me and, 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 you know, start yelling at me in Spanish, and I hear the word Brady much. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, I mean, I think the Schwartz has pulled off something of a miracle. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Sure, we're Schwartz. Come on. We've got a picture of him in our studio right <laughs> we here. We love Schwartz. Uh, um, no, he was, he was amazing. Do you regret that you joined the show too late to be part of the Brady musical act? Because we know you're a musician, you know, but I mean, you kind of. No, no, no. Actually, have you seen the variety hour? (laughs) Yes, I have. Well, you can tell a little bit about your musical. I know you're 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 very much into music and you're tell us a little bit. about. I mean, I I did that. I, I, I did that concurrently pretty much. I mean, I started playing violin when I was three. So like. And then now I'm like a multi-instrumentalist, whatever. And I like, I mean, I, you know, I, 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 I being the director for the Sharknado movies, mm-hmm. uh, anytime you hear a pop song in one of the Sharknado movies, chances are it's Anthony and I. So that's sort of like one of my sort of day job. We wrote the theme song, you know, did all that stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've just been, I don't really look at myself. I don't look at myself as anything. And what I mean by that is I don't really look at myself as an actor or a musician or a writer or whatever. You know, I write commercials and I I do a lot of stuff. I pretty much just look at myself as kind of an entertainment guy. And I just sort of gravitate toward, well, anyone who wants to give me money for my formidable skill. (laughs) Yeah, which, which is pretty much what we're all doing. Did you know, by the way, that Hurricane Florence, there are sharks supposedly yeah, I heard big, about that big, yeah I know so oh, for real yeah so this could be uh, a de- so Sharknado was a documentary <laughs> uh, yeah who knew, who knew that Anthony C. Ferrante was uh, was so prescient yeah uh, do you still stay in touch with any of the other cast members I think you do I th- I've seen you in yeah. Facebook I mean stuff. I, you, I, I was taught before before Susan Olsen went crazy uh, we we talked a lot <laughs> Uh, um, and when you say you crazy, know, her political views have veered a little bit to the. I, I think it's a. I, I think it's a little more than just that. I mean, I can. I can handle an opposing viewpoint. Mm-hmm. That 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 you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a pretty open minded dude, but uh, I, I just I I just think she's sort of gone over some sort of Victoria Jackson esque deep end. Yeah. Uh, and and I think because <laughs> of that, I, I I think I'm pretty much now as far as any sort of. Brady appearance thing goes and any of that. I think I'm pretty much persona non grata now, which is fine. I mean, you know, I didn't really sort of put all my eggs in the Brady basket anyway. So let me ask you this. Let's say the Partridges and the Brady's get into a street fight. Uh, who would you, who, who would win that fight? And, and what would your role be in that fight? Like if we're thinking jets be, versus oh, sharks sort of thing. Well, it would be a, it would be a, just a bunch of, Sad wussy white kids in a slap fight. <laughs> no, you leave. First no, off. you leave. Uh, and and I, you know, and I'd probably just stay out of the whole thing because you know I'm kind of a pacifist. So, um, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Reuben Kincaid versus Sam the Butcher in a cage match. Who's winning that one? 
do you think? Oh, well, uh, Reuben Kincaid is a butcher, you tell me. <laughs> okay. Or, I'm sorry, Sam the Butcher is a butcher, you tell me. Okay, that's true. Okay, the, he, he's got the tools, I would imagine. Right. Yeah, he's got the tools. To I mean, make Reuben into a Reuben it's not sandwich, even close, basically. Yeah, Reuben's Reuben, just a manager. Reuben, Reuben basically has plaid jackets. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your favorite cartoon voice character? You've done a lot of them. Doc McStuff. Actually, the, the thing I'm... The, I, you know, I, I've been doing this since I was six. At least this, you know, sort of TV thing. And uh, the thing I'm most proud of is this Disney Junior cartoon I've been doing for the last five years called Doc McStuffins. Right. My kids loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, uh, I, I, as an actor, you know, you go into a cartoon knowing that the cartoon exists to sell toys. That's what they, you know, that's what you're doing. And, and uh, so, but I think Doc McStuffins kind of goes a little extra in that it's a television show that exists to alleviate children's fear. Right. And and I, I don't know if I can think of a better reason why you would want to be involved with something. I mean, we've we've made like, you know, personal message things for like terminally ill kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 and if anybody wants to contact me, I'll, you know, I'll do uh, uh, for a uh, for a for a fee, I will uh, I'll do a stuffy or Michelangelo uh, personal message. So if anybody wants to contact me, how would can. they do that? How would they contact you by email? Or? Uh, uh, well, just find me on Facebook. Okay, Good all right, it's, yeah. and it's Robbie Risk. I'm very I'm very easy to find. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, but the stuffy thing, I really think that we've done. I think we've kind of gone above and beyond ordinarily what an actor. Uh, you know, is called upon to do uh, for a, for a particular job, and I mean there was a little of that with the turtles. Um, I mean the turtle things uh, w- w- crazy because you know I I know somebody who is arguably I, I've run into this a few times doing this, and and I don't know if it happens to everybody who who does this for a living, but um, on a few occasions. Um, well, in this particular case, uh, the turtle thing, I, I know arguably the biggest turtle fan on the planet. She owns heads, you know, the, the animatronic heads. Mm-hmm. She, her house is like a museum of turtles. Is she married? And, <laughs> is she married? Uh, 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 no. Yeah, I, I think oh, that might be the reason. Oh. <laughs> I, think, I, I think most super collectors, I, I think they've made their choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, is, which is also, hey, man, if it makes... If, and if it makes you happy, if it brings you joy, you go, man. Oh, absolutely. So, but but the point is, uh, I, you know, a lot of people sort of uh, are a little snarky, you know, about her love of this thing. I was a grown woman, you know, and and we got to talking about it once. And she said that when she was a kid, um, she was mercilessly picked on. Um, she was the she lives in a small town and. You know, in a small town, there's always somebody who's going to get shit from the assholes. Oh, yeah. Right. So, and, 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 and I live in and, Chicago, and, and I'm the guy who, it's not just a small town. It's, there you uh, go. And so, and so lucky her, she got it. And she went to go see the Turtle movie. Excuse me. She went to go see the Turtle movie, and uh, she walked out going, well, wait a minute. They can defend themselves. Why can't I defend myself? And she ended up being a black belt in karate. Oh my wow, god, that's cool. awesome! So, so uh, you know, I, I, you know, what I look at is sometimes 
just kind of goofy gigs that I've done, sometimes they have a little bit more resonance than than I think any of us give them credit for. For the Brady Munch, for instance, um, I frequently am approached because of the show. And the, uh, usually it goes something like this. Someone goes, hi, are you? Uh, are you the guy from TV? Yeah. Brady Bunch? Yeah. And then they, it always starts with, you know, I've always wanted to tell you this story. Yeah. And, uh, and so this one guy walks up to me and goes, uh, so are you the guy? Yeah. Brady Bunch? Yeah. I want to tell you the story. Please do. Um, he goes, when he was a kid, his mom worked three jobs. So he was locked in the house after school until she got home. And he said that the episodes of the Brady Bunch that I was on helped him through those years whenever they were on, because here was a kid who was trapped in a world he never made either. Yeah. That's... And I went, I went, you know, and, and, and it came along at a time when I was like, kind of, kind of down on the whole Brady thing. So I was getting kind of pissed off that like, you know, what if the only big thing I ever did happened when I was nine? Yeah, you know? right. <clears throat> but but let's say that was the only thing I ever did when I was nine, and it affected someone like that. I consider that. Oh. I mean, it's incredibly lucky, and I possibly could have been anyone. But that's a pretty cool thing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and we have one last question, real quick. What's your favorite deli sandwich? What's my favorite what? Deli sandwich. Are you a Reuben guy for Reuben Kincaid? Are you a corned beef guy? What's your favorite deli sandwich? Oh, favorite deli sandwich. Yeah. Oh, just a, a a rare roast beef on rye with mustard. Uh, uh, maybe, uh, you know, I prefer a German potato salad on the side, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the vinegar base. But, uh, but uh, yeah, that's my, uh, you know, I mean, I live in Los Angeles where we still have delis. So yeah, there's I'm, Jews. There's Jews in Los Angeles. I hear there. I hear oh, there's yeah, a lot no, of Jews in there. I happen to be one of them. So, yeah. No, no. We. Uh, <laughs> well, I, happy I, holidays. I, I, uh, happy holidays, my friend. Thank you. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a chicken soup as medicine guy. So you know. Uh, well, hey, we really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. What do you do? Uh, you, you want? You've got a pure. You've got a couple of seconds here. Do you want to plug anything? It's up to you completely. Oh gosh, uh, you know, uh, just find me on uh, find me on social media, and because uh, you know I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram and I'm on the Facebooks and all of that stuff. So just you know, find me if you want to talk about stuff. You know, I'm I'm pretty available. Beautiful. Hey, thanks a lot, buddy. We really appreciate everything. Well, thank you for having me. How awesome was that? Well, thank you very much to Cousin Oliver. Huh? Yes. I've got to say, that was a illuminating conversation. He, uh, he's pretty... He's funny. He's a very funny guy, very nice guy, and uh, he's had a great career. Yeah. He's and, not He's not dead. He's got more career to go. And tell everybody who's going to be our guest next week. Uh, the San Diego Chicken. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Ted Gianolupus. Yeah, we are We are looking for very... And he's probably going to... I made him do... He's going to do it in the costume. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Great, great. That's what he says. Well, sure. Sure, absolutely. Well, if you want to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com and EckhartsPress.com. Um you know, you'll see us all around town with our, right now, Chet Coppock's book is out and Chet is all over the place. He was just on uh, Windy City Live this past week. Um, we should have Chet on the show in the sure. next coming weeks, too. Um, if you uh, would like to know more about Dave, uh, you can check out his Facebook page and you'll see that uh, like 350 people said happy birthday to him. Some yesterday. famous people, too. Yeah. Even yeah. like 
Ron Kittle. Okay. A 1983 Rookie of the Year. Okay. Wasn't he? American League Rookie of the I Year? I think he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rick Reichardt, center fielder for the White Sox. Oh, Richie Reichardt? Yeah, Ricky Reichardt did too. Wow. Uh, Bill Naha Rodney. A White Sox? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm huge with the, wow. the 1970 White Sox. Um, John Landecker even... I assume he was up all night producing one of those Facebook videos. Did put he? that on? Oh, fantastic! I'm big, big. Well, wow, so Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I almost don't feel to be uh, like I should be in Were the they? same room no. as you. Uh, we have been produced by Tony Lasano of Opi Productions, uh, distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, and we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. If you like Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, you, you can... You can not miss a moment of this show. Dave, how did they do that? Uh, you can go on iTunes and you could subscribe. Uh, Minutia Men on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network is our link. Uh, you can go on Stitcher. Do it there. You can do it on Google Play if you're a Google guy. Uh, tune in. You can um, subscribe via that. And you can also go to the radiomisfits.com. That's our network website. And if you click our show, all of those options are going to come up on our page. And you can click whatever one works for you. It's and free. It, right. It's people free. get it automatically instantly a new episode is available poof it's there on your phone or your computer or however you want to listen to us it's no hassle and it's the it's the minutia men podcast with rick kempfer and dave stern tony lasano podcast and opi production on the radio misfits podcast network radio misfits.com if you missed losano or los Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. Happy to be here today, Cheryl Scott, meteorologist. Hi, Fred Winston, Chicago radio guy. I'm Rob Hart in Chicago. How about that weather? This is a good show to do that. Yeah, what the hell, man? It's, uh, <laughs> I don't thought, blame the messenger. I'm not blaming the messenger. That's got to be the worst part about being a meteorologist. They blame you for the for, for the sun or the snow or whatever. Right. I'm so. like everyone's best friend when it's sunny and 70. <laughs> and like yesterday was everyone's worst friend. Yeah. But I know that weather changes so dramatically. We do seven-day forecasts. And right. I go, well, seven days, it sometimes changes seven times in those seven days. <laughs> <laughs> but science is getting more and more accurate. Oh, it does. So, has the Earth been knocked off its axis? I I, I keep hearing stuff uh, about that uh, from the conspiracy idiots at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and that's exactly what we're going. <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever it's called.